appreciate you, Jackie. Yeah. So anyone have, yeah, just uh, if you want to start asking a question at the beginning, sure. Yeah, Javi's ready to go. All right, bring on Javi. Hi, Paul. Hey, how are you? Good. You're like a, to... like a, a comet, Javi. Yes. You disappear <laughs> like Haley's comet, and then you go in some long journey, and then you come back into the slap atmosphere. Yeah. But I, I always come back. You always come back, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, let me mute all. Messages based on having never left. Okay, hold on, Paul, yeah. I'm gonna mute all, okay? Uh, and now uh, unmute yourself. You ready? Yeah. Uh, and Javi has to unmute himself too. All right, Javi. On having uh, never you're, still, you're still muted, Javi. You gotta unmute us. Can you hear us? Yeah. He's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Just uh, click in your square, and it should bring up a. Option. Okay. There you go. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it has been a while. Uh, but it was a pretty rough. Uh, um, Sorry, I, I keep listening to the to the Is ocean to the ocean from from your web page. Yeah. Sorry, let me oh. let me close it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, Javi is from Barcelona. Way back. Yes. Yeah. We had our little adventures in Ireland. Javi uh -huh. getting kidnapped so, by the guy. You know. I don't know what happened. Uh, let me see. Okay. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, Paul, uh, sorry for not being being there, but uh, I had a, a very rough uh, ride the last uh, few months and the other day, but I had been following your satsangs, and the other day I, I heard you talking about gratitude. You know how grateful you were about Everything, Amelia. Not about everything. <laughs> well, almost everything, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and you know, uh, first of all, I want to express my my gratitude to the to you and the message, because um, uh, since I, I I first ever heard you talking about the message. It has been like a guru for me, you know, a steady guru. I had uh, difficult times with the message. I remember in Ireland telling you, you, you said, uh, you know, if the shoe fits, uh, just wear it, right? But yeah. I told you, I, I the shoe fits, but I don't know how to wear it, you know? I had to struggle a lot with this message because my mind couldn't understand it. It was too much. And well, you try yeah yeah i know so the thank you so much and and the yeah. first the first thing you told me the, the first thing i heard from you in in ireland when i met you, you you i never heard this sentence you said self can get out of self and that uh you know i had the like the whole system almost collapsed but i had to pause right like a whack you said yeah. That went went to the innermost 
And after a few days, there was a claiming from the separate self and then back to the independent separate self, right? The claiming, yeah. First the pause, then the claiming, and then back to self, back to misery. And then another, uh, I, I, I remember I was with you in Hamburg yeah. and uh, we were having dinner and I was talking to you how exhausted I was with my mind, the voice in my head. And you told me it talks to you as you, but it's not you. And it it sounds like a like a con to me. And and I had to pause when I came back to Barcelona. And then the claiming. And then back to misery, back to independent separate self. Then there was another metaphor that you used about Uncle Fred. When you saw the casket, when you yeah. saw Uncle Fred, and Uncle Fred wasn't there. And uh, every time I heard you saying, talking about Uncle Fred, I remember my father, when he died, I went to see the casket with my nephew, and we, we, we look into each other's eyes. And we said, well, where is my father? Where is my grandson, my grandfather? Because he wasn't there. Yes. And I, I, I was shocked. And every time you talk about Uncle Fred, I always thought about my father and father. And the other day, I don't know why, uh, I heard you using the same metaphor about Uncle Fred. And then there was a pause that went to the innermost, and then, uh, I don't know, out of nowhere, I realized that, that I'm not the body. And, uh, and then that, that throw me <laughs> like, uh, I don't know where, and uh, there was a lot of silence. And for the first time in my life, I saw the claiming coming. One time, two times, trying the claiming, the, the stubborn claiming. But I could see it from outside, from the spirit. Yeah. And I saw it. I saw it for the first time, the movement of claiming. And, and then everything stopped. And it has been like this ever since. And I, uh, and then I, I remember uh, that you said, I'm here to save you time. And this week I was reading some, some Ramana Maharshi and he said, I, the master is here to break the dream. And, uh, and, you know, uh, after this, it came to my mind what Nisargadatta uh, said, that uh, if, someone, if, you, if someone offers you a million dollars or enlightenment, choose the million dollar. At least you'll have something. Yeah. No, at least you'll be there to enjoy it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes, something, yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> that uh, I never thought that uh, that there was nothing for me at, at the other side <laughs> of the shore of uh, having never left. But uh, I just uh, uh, I just want to express my gratitude to you as a messenger and mm. and the message and 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 I bow to this message because uh, I'm totally bathing in in this message and and it has helped me like no other message because nobody told me the things that you told me and I thought I could never understand that I'm not the body I heard you saying this many 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 times but the mind is uh, it's incapable uh, of understanding this and thanks, I want to express to, to you my gratitude and to Uncle Fred, because it triggered it triggered uh, uh, something uh, indescribable. And uh, and I heard also that Ramana Maharshi the other day saying that that uh, you know that when when you understand this, uh, you don't do anything uh, you. You 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 abide in the message, and you only move to help others. The only movement of the of the of the body is just to help others, nothing else. And there is great peace in in that abidance. So thank you, Paul. Sorry for not being there, but you know I was diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder because I had these samadhis. I had to take medication. I went, I almost got into the psychiatric uh, hospital here in Barcelona because it was a very revolutionary year for me. I was diagnosed cancer two weeks ago before I realized I am not the body. Then uh, the cancer, they did another test and it seems that it's not there. Uh, we It was like, uh, sonography of you know seeing the, the body in danger and after a few days realizing that i'm not that yeah. i am that i am that i'm not that but i am that yeah so paul uh thank you for your patience with me i'm a slow learner but i love you so much and god bless you well, thank you Amelia's met Robbie. hi abby well, well anyone uh, like you have have you ever I, heard anything like this this or whatever like xan or anything yeah so you do all right so all right thank you rob anyone else will usually we do a riff and then have questions but it's we're going to have questions today all right emerson uh, yeah come on <laughs> all right hello everyone um grateful to be here thank you paul for your consistent message I have a question about traveling lighter. You mentioned that quite a bit. And um, I don't know if I'm getting it just really confused, mixing it up, but it seems to me that my capital L self doesn't need to travel lighter as whole and perfect the way it is. But if it's my small S self that needs or can travel lighter, I know, is it just a, a sense of traveling lighter because 
the self really doesn't exist, but it feels well, like it exists. No, it's sort of, see, because that which is traveling lighter does not get the self doesn't exist. Yeah? So that which is going to uh, get the benefit of the message doesn't get the message. So the message is you are already that which is whatever, and you'd have you haven't gone through the action figure, you've gone around the action figure, and then the action figure starts having an effect that it seems to be dealing with life better or at, with more at ease than it ever did before. So the message has demonstrated through it, it did not get the message. Yes? So yes. The idea is there's an experience going on, and that experience seems to be of time and space and different conditions, emotional, physical, mental, circumstantial. And what's going to be demonstrated by hearing of this message is going to be demonstrated uh, uh, as what you're not, which is this action figure is going to travel lighter through whatever life has in store for the action figure. It's not doesn't mean everything's going to go great. And it doesn't mean you meet everything with an absolute answer. There is nothing going on. You realize, see, when the action figure says there's nothing going on, it just does. It sounds tinny. It doesn't have the depth to understand that piece that passeth its understanding. Yeah. So basically, it seems to be very paradoxical when you're looking at the context and the content, yeah? You're looking at it from the content, it makes no sense. Why would you then, if you're the absolute, why is there any concern about traveling lighter? Because there's a concern about traveling lighter when there's a, when there's a, a, a patterned experience of traveling heavy, <laughs> that's it. So basically it's sort of like you're on the plane of duality, you like to have the, the seat with extra room for your feet. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a there's a drive there that cannot produce what it's sorely in need of. And so it has the great gratitude, as Ravi just talked about. The action figure definitely has a limited ceiling of what it can express or or uh, you know rejoice from. And one of those is gratitude, one of it is honor and awe, A-W-E. And so now from this thing that cannot be understood coming into this life that seems to be quite understood, like I'm not getting what I want or I'm going to lose what I have and all this stuff, it brings a lightness where, where it can't seem to be found. So the solution is the of and the experience is the in. The solution of the of, which is you're not this long-lasting, independent, separate thing. And that that is not the point. The body identification is not the point. It's the what the body represents is you as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the seer, the taster, the toucher. That the owning of those activities is the bondage of what you call self. Yeah. In other words, it's sort of like thinking you have the Colorado River by getting a glass of water out of it and having it on your mantle, but you're missing the whole essence of the Colorado River, which is rivering. Yes, you're missing the movement of it. Yeah? So this is the point. So when you speak about the absolute, there's no need to travel lighter. Uh, that to me is the, the that which is wanting to travel lighter using 
the absolute to speak from. It's not, it's not the, what the absolute says. The absolute is there's an experience of being in Rome and the context of that, you're not a Roman. That's basically it. So this allows you to travel lighter through Rome by a disavowing of a citizenship. You're not of, you're not of Rome, but you're in Rome. Yeah. So that's okay. my feeling about it. Yeah. So the travel lighter is an expression or an effect that's observed, yeah, by that which is traveling lighter. Very clearly, when it observes it, it is not the source of the traveling lighter, which brings about in our humility that it's sorely wanting in most cases, because usually it believes whatever's happening, it had a lot to do with it. And this humility shows you you have very, very little to do with it. And then there's a joy in that because then the mental responsibility would be, how do I keep stable the peace is gone, yes? You're not worrying that the peace is reliant on your condition, yeah? The peace is coming through that condition and actually overriding it, yeah? Because if you believe you produce peace, you will believe you can unproduce peace. So you won't be able to enjoy peace of mind because the head is thinking about tomorrow. I may not be in peace tomorrow. Yes? So this is very, very point. This is a very important point because we hear about the absolute condition, but we share it from the relative condition. Yes? Yes. Yeah. And you can, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't work. So to me, it's sort of like the dreamt has heard the idea that it's the dreaming. And then it tries to figure out what, how the dreamt is going on as I am as the dreaming, but it's the dreamt thinking about the dreaming. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank That's you. my whole take on it. Thank you. And the whole point is someone sent me a thing. I didn't respond to it. And he was, he was interested in, in asking four questions from these teachers, yeah? But there's only question, who's asking those four questions? That's the only answer question there is. Who am I? What is it? Yeah? Not the four questions. There's one question, which is, who am I, in a sense? Yeah? And by realizing that what you thought you are, what you remember you are, what you're worried about as being what you are, isn't you. It doesn't change that that what you're not has those worries because they were never your worries. It is the program of the action figure to be concerned about the action figure. And when people think they've gotten something, they expect the action figure to line up with their fucking understanding. It doesn't. Yeah. It's still looking for the, the chair with the best cushion. It's still waiting. I hope this guy shuts up so we can start eating the food. Or can I just go up and get a fucking thing? Yeah. All this goes on. That's what it's concerned with. Yeah. This idea. And this is what flips people out because they believe, well, if I change, this should change because obviously in a subtle way, it's still me. No. If you completely change, this doesn't. <laughs> yes. And the fact is what you are doesn't change. That's the whole point. We would like to see this as something, but it needs to be completely changed. What we're looking for is unchangeable. This is the mm -hmm. point. So if you're looking for the unchangeable, for the change, what you're looking for is a change. 
Yeah, you're looking for the unchangeable to do everything you've been hoping the drug would do or the new job would do, which is change my condition. This isn't about changing your condition, though it happens. It's realizing it's not your condition. This isn't, I'm being honest, I'm being self-truthful. No, you're not. Yeah, because the misunderstanding is the idea that you have all these understandings. So, Ravi, thank you. Thank you, Emerson, too. I want to read something from someone that they talked about before, Nisigadatta. I'm going to use this for another meeting. This is the, <laughs> this is the, this is the uh, accessory for the week, okay? So I'm going to share because there's some people here that haven't heard it, and I'm going to talk. Can you hear me? Everything's good? Yeah? All right. So Nisigadatta Maharaj was a guy... Uh, just listened to his guru in Bombay, had faith in the message, sort of got it. Yes. And then people came to see him. He was a little bitty salesman. He used to sell cigarettes in a little, little, uh, really a little fucking alcove in a brick wall or, and then um, lived there. And so people came to him, translated a lot of questions and answers he did and put it out as a book, first into French and then into English. I am that, which is famous in this circle of what we call non-duality. Yes. So here's this guy. And so here he goes. Nothing you do will change you. Yeah. For you need no change. Now, this was makes absolutely no sense if the definition of the you is an action figure. Yeah. Who has a bunion on his right foot. Every time he steps, it hits it and it gets a little zinger. Yeah, that would seem to be a need to be changed. Yeah, so the whole message premises your idea of you. Yeah, so nothing you do will change you for you need no change. Yeah, so what you is he speaking about? He's not speaking to you that needs no change because the you that's talking, doing this needs change. It's wanting to change its feeling. Yeah, it doesn't like how it is right now. Yeah, so the you is what gets questioned, not the need to change or not change, the you. So nothing you do will change you for you need no change. Pretty powerful statement, yes? You may change your mind. The you we're speaking about isn't us. It isn't what we are. It's the, it's the imaginary emblem on our car, yes? So when there's doing and the mental state claims the doing, it's pictured as us as the doer, yes? And when there's a claiming of one doing right now, it refers to a historical doer. This is the bondage of self and one of the agents of the bondage is time, yeah? So here's an action. The mental state arises after the action, claims the action to imply the actor. When it claims, when it implies the actor, you're an, a historical actor. You're a historical doer. That's how you feel. You have a sense that I've done a lot of fucking shit this life. That sense is the bondage of self. Yeah. Through the claiming of the doing, you're bonded to the idea of being the doer. That's it. That's the activity. All right, so here, but it has, but it is always something external to you that's going to be changed, yes? That has changed, not yourself. 
Yeah. So you change your mind, you change this, you change that. But basically what you are never changes. So let's say the content can change. Yeah. But the context doesn't change. So he goes here, realize once and for all. And actually realization is once and for all. Yeah. What's realized has always been realized. In other words, it's always on. It's always been on. The idea of awakeness is a fact. And here you can seem to be awake to that fact, or you can seem to be asleep to that fact, but it doesn't change the fact. Yeah. So as Ramana says, you're all, it's always realized. That which you're realizing is always realized. Yeah. So realize once and for all that neither your body nor your mind nor even your consciousness is yourself. And it's funny because when someone talks about consciousness, they say my consciousness. So there's a feeling that consciousness is one thing, and then there's something that is having the consciousness, or my body sounds like there's an owner of the owned. The owned would be the body and the sense of my would be the owner, a very vague sense of what, yeah? So that which wants to be changed is being noticed by something that's assumed to be not changing, which is us, but we are self identified as self. So that which changes is identified with that which changes, yeah? But it's acting as if it's the changeless condition, which is Every doing that's ever happened through this, I've been the doer of. Every thought that's ever gone through my head has been my thought. Every feeling, I was there to feel it, yeah? So you become a historical story based on the claiming of living, yeah? And therefore, after a while, the living gets underemphasized, and then the narrative or the interpretation of living gets overemphasized. So now you start you're not seeing life as happening, you're seeing as how it's happening to you, which is a point of view, yes? Self-centeredness. All right, so here, no effort can take you there. Wouldn't this be great news, really? If you were spiritually seeking for a while and you had a lot of respect, not for your own intuition, but let's say this master, and this master said to you, no effort can take you there only the clarity of understanding, yeah? So wait a minute. What is the action figure based on? Doership, yes? It's, it, it doesn't like the idea of being something. It will sign up to become something. If it has to do with a lot of shit to do or not do, it's all in. It'll go for 50 years seeking a solution, but being the solution is not interesting to it. Yes, it doesn't see any fucking shine there. Yeah. This is the this is the whole point of this message, Larry or anyone, is that you are what you're looking for. You are right now what you're looking for, not as you're held to be, but actually what's looking. Right now is what you're looking for, not how you're held to be, because obviously that would make no sense because you're always looking to improve or change that. 
So how could that be what you were looking for? But it's what's looking is what you're looking for. And it's implying what's looking is not what you're taking yourself to be. It's just that simple. So this is a negation of an assumption that seems to be the starting point and having the starting point move back a little bit. And so now you're rooted in the I am of existence. And that sense is really what's been fueling the mental story because it gets incredible verification from Paul after the I am, it says, I am Paul. Yeah. It would never arrive at Paul but through the claiming of the I am, because Paul is not existing, doesn't exist, won't exist, but the I am is existence. So for Paul to seem to exist, there's gotta be a claiming of the I am. And what happens when there's a claiming of the I am, you lose the sense of the I am, and then the sense of Paul gets emphasized, yes? And you're gonna try to talk to that it's like talking to a raging river to tell it to go the other way. It's not going to work. This is the whole point. Non-duality is not, all right, we're going to pivot and find ourselves. No, it's seeing what you're not. And in seeing what you're not, that's the finding out of what you are. You arrive at where you already are by seeing what you're not. Yeah, that's the point, in a sense. So here... This is beautiful. No effort can take you there, only the clarity of understanding. So what is the clarity of understanding? It's not arrived at answering those four questions, it's asking who is it that's asking those four questions? Because that's where the biggest misunderstanding is, that there's a you that's interested in this topic and is seeking answers, while all the while it is actually the answer that it's looking for. That's a huge misunderstanding, yes? So what is what are we looking for in satsang? The clarity of, of understanding. So you could call it the understanding of non-duality, which its movement is negation. So the understanding of non-duality is negating the misunderstanding, not all the misunderstandings you and I think we have, but the idea of we have them, yeah? So it gets, it goes to the misunderstanding that's the foundations of all the other understandings, which can be super clear and beautiful, but used by the misunderstandings don't go anywhere. And this is what happens sometimes. You hear a beautiful understanding shared from the, from the misunderstanding and it sounds tinny, you can hear it. Yeah, it doesn't ring true, yeah. So that misunderstanding is what's questioned. It's not all the other understandings. They can have incredible value, but if they're held in a misunderstanding, they may be used to reinforce the misunderstanding, not clear it up. So Ramana says a beautiful statement, which he, in his teachings, if you respect him, the people who wrote all about his teachings, they, this would be mentioned as the problem or the greatest mystery. And he says it very clearly. There is a presupposing. So let's say I suppose a store is open and it's not open. And so I don't call up and I drive there and it's closed and I get bummed out. Yes. But what would happen is every time I suppose that it's open and it not, it's presupposed. So I keep fucking going back, having the same experience. Because the presupposing that it's open is presupposed, it's before. So I'm, 
even the evidence contrary isn't working because I keep doing the same old, same old based on this presupposing. So here, there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing. What is that non-existent thing? The body, yes? The Uncle Fred that Robbie talked about in the coffin. So when you knew somebody and you called them Uncle Fred, and maybe, just maybe, if you go to their wake and you see the body of Uncle Fred inert, you have a hit that is an Uncle Fred. So you were making a mistake or you had a misunderstanding. You were calling existence Uncle Fred, and now the Uncle Fred you were calling isn't existing. So was that existence? Yeah? So this misunderstanding. So here we go. The, the presupposing or a non-existent thing being an existing thing, yes? And, it, and then wanting to get salvation for itself. If this is the case, which he says basically it is the case, the spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? So when we are believing we're digging ourselves out of something, we're digging a bigger hole into something without knowing it, yeah? So non-duality showed up as a deterrent to duality. Instead of someone trying to figure out singularity from duality, there was just a negation of duality and then singularity would be obvious, yes? Because singularity wasn't obvious when you were looking from duality. So now it negates duality, then the singularity becomes obvious, yes? Now you see things do not exist, but there's an existence moving through things, let's say, or things are appearing in an existence, but they don't exist in and of themselves. Simple, yeah? Simple. So basically the horse isn't put in front of the cart and you've been living as if the cart was dragging the horse. You thought the cart was the one who was conscious, the cart was the doer, the cart was the seer, the cart was the feeling. Yeah, at the expense of really a knowledge of the horse. Now you have the horse in front of the car. Yeah. So very clearly, he does not say your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing a non-existent thing. They're saying if there's a the taking of the non-existent thing as being existing, then the spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? You see? The premise of the meaning of good or bad, let's say concerning spiritual seeking, isn't based on the seeking. It's based on what's before the seeking. Yeah. If there is a tape, because you can do spiritual practices almost like a health manner, and they're great. If you have high blood pressure, it's fucking great to sit down every once in a while and take some deep breaths and keep that so it doesn't go blow up your head. Yeah. Now, you're not thinking you're going anywhere or transcending anything. You're just applying it to something it works on. So the spiritual practices themselves have value, but the value that they're going to have is based on who or what's doing them. Yeah. And so the importance of being clear of who or what is doing it overrides the importance of the practice. Yeah. So you think something has worked, therefore you believe it's going to work for everyone. It doesn't. Yeah, because that which is before is always going to override the vehicle. Yeah, so we have no opinion about spiritual practices. We have an opinion about this assumption that's in place that something that doesn't exist has been lent in existence 
And now you're thinking you're conscious as a body. You're the doer as the body. You're the thinker as a body. And to me, that's the misunderstanding. That's corrected. And when it's corrected, there was no need to correct it because it never happened. Yeah. If it had happened, it would have left an effect on what we are. It has no effect on what we are. It's like it never happened because it never happened. It has, it doesn't have the power to change the inherent condition. Come here, Lola. Come here. Yes. <laughs> Lola is going to, she's going to everyone's satsang. Yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here he goes. This is the only way you could hear this, yeah, is from the relief of that misunderstanding. It, before, it would sound like an order that you were never going to be able to fulfill, yeah? How there is nothing to seek and find, when all day, that's what you're looking for. <laughs> it's shit, yeah? And for there is nothing lost. I lose my keys every fucking day. <laughs> I forget something in my room I wanted to have in the car. <laughs> but here, the most important, whatever, nothing, there's nothing to lose. Well, but that's the truth, eh? It rings true when you get the relief that it accords, yeah? When you lose interest in that which you're not and gain interest in that which you are, this thing rings, this sounds like an incredibly unbelievable level of eye. It's beautiful. There is nothing to seek and find. Oh, here. Trace your misunderstandings yeah. and abandon them. That is all. There is nothing to seek and find, for there's nothing lost. Relax and watch the I am. Yeah. Reality is just behind it. Keep quiet. Keep silent. Now, keep quiet and keep silent are different, yes? Keep quiet, you could be totally flipped out. <laughs> but keeping silent is a different state. Yeah. It will emerge, or rather, it will take you in. Yeah. Or rather, you've never been out. Yeah. You may want to call it it's taking you in, but when you get taken in, it shows you you've never been out. It doesn't it? When the answer hits you, it says it's always been this way. Yeah. When the answer hits you in satsang, it's always been this way. The, the fact of it just rings through and just, you know, all the different bells of time uh, are seen in unison as noiseless, so to speak. Yes. There's a freedom inherently before everything. This is what I wanted to speak about, too, is this knowledge. Sort of like uh, when I spoke to that guy, Ramesh Bausikar. And he asked me, this is a long time ago in India, and he asked me, do you have a place to stay? And I, and, and I said, yeah. He says, well, do you have a place to live in America? I go, yeah, I do. I says, okay, so when you go to work, do you get work, do you start chanting, I have a place to live, I have a place to live? Do, does going to another place and doing something else cause you to forget that you have a house? No, it doesn't. If you, I'm gonna paraphrase, but if you stay overtime, more time at work, would that cause you to forget you have a house? No, I have a knowledge that I have a place to live. It's not something I acquired or achieved, it's here. I just know it, okay? All right, now, do, if you traveled really far for work, would you have to, at night, would you have to, I have a house? No, 
you'd have a house. There's a knowledge. This is the kind of knowledge this is like. It's a knowledge before knowledge. Yes. So while you're seeing all this shit happening, it's not changing the fact of where you're seeing it from. When the thoughts go way over there, doesn't mean I go way over there. Yeah. Though the thoughts will go way over there. Some days you feel connected. Some days you don't. That's a narrative. You're listening to the old station and the station's trying to tell you how you were, how you're going to be, how it is now. That's what it does. It forecasts your condition. It plays God. Do you end? This is the thing. You believe, we believe if we heard this message, then there would be a quit playing God because there's still that subtle idea that I'm the one that's playing God. You're not the one that's playing God. You don't change. You are the changeless. What changes is the identification as that which is playing God. You lose interest, interest in it. So when you wake up in the morning and it tells you the day's going to suck, you get up and you go and you meet the day. You don't have a report of the day. Yeah? Yeah, this is the point. This is like when he talked about Ramana. We went over it many times with the, he always, and you always get this question. It, is there predetermination or free will? That's the big thing, yeah? It's not one, it's not both. It's one and the other. It's predetermination or free will. And so he, he says, listen, if there's a sense, so now he goes to what's before that gives these possibilities so much interest. And the, the what's before is a sense of individuality. If there's a sense of individuality, he's not saying there's individuality because there isn't but there's a sense being produced by these activities, yeah? And if the sense of individuality there, there'll be a sense of free will. Now, everyone who's keenly interested about is there free will is coming from the sense of individuality. So it's almost like a distracting thing. Go to that question. Who is it that has the sense of individuality? And if you see it's not you, you lose interest in the fucking debated topic of free will and predetermination. It just doesn't mean shit anymore. Yeah. Your days are never met or you never travel through the day with why, why? It's just say, hey, this is it. Yeah. It's un it just works. Like it always works with our lovely friend here. She goes to sleep at satsa. It's beautiful. She gets it through osmosis. I wish most people did. You, know, you could just pump it into the house. They'd all knock out. And when they woke up, there'd be a sense of relief and freedom. Of course, that sense would try to be claimed and to imply it was you. But now you have an understanding, a clarity of understanding to do what? To combat the misunderstanding. Yes. So when this happens, you'll see the claiming. You won't be looking from the claiming. You'll see the claiming as mechanical and it has nothing to do with you. So if you feel like you've completely turned your life over to something and then you expect all this activity will stop because it was always you doing it, it's not going to stop because you have never done it. It's mechanical. Yeah. And then that stabilizes and what stabilizes everything has the the acceptance to be volatile and constantly changing. That's what stabilizes, not the volatility and the constantly changing, but this, what stabilizes is the understanding it's not of you. 
Yeah. And now you don't got a dog in the hunt about the volatility and all the changing of conditions. Yes. This doesn't happen. If I have a corn on my foot, I don't say, well, I'm the absolute. So no, I just, there's a corn on the foot. I try to put a Band-Aid on it or not walk that much that day. It's not like I have, it's not like a hieroglyphics. I have to read the hidden message in it. It's just try to not walk too much. <laughs> and especially if I go uphill, because it triggers the foot to hit that one point. So stay away from inclines <laughs> today. That's all. It's not like, let me read the ancient scrolls. No, it just becomes common sense. Yeah. And now you have permission. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. Or ask, who is it that doesn't want to do it? It's not you. Okay, fucking do it then. Yeah. This is traveling lighter. Traveling lighter is, Paul, how do you feel? You're caught by surprise because you're not checking in every second to see how you feel. There's just tons of feelings and shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. This is traveling lighter. It's based on a loss of interest in that fucking priori occupation of self-centeredness. Yeah. You lose interest in it. You don't care what your condition is, really. As long as it's hit a, per a point of a quality of life, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not... I've seen a lot of guys who worked out for years. Gravity always wins. You know what I mean? This drops, everything. They just lose their own muscle tone. And it just always be the irony of in the uh, boxing world or MMA wrestling or whatever. They always have, all right, these really muscular dudes get knocked out by a fat guy. Yeah, because the muscular dudes, they lose. They can't, they have no uh, endurance. They just, they, if you make it past the first round, they're usually knocked, they're usually knocked out. And they're chiseled. The other guy is just roly-poly, but he can go four rounds. <laughs> so you think, well, that guy looks like he's going to kick the other guy's ass, but he doesn't. Yeah, because this is the This is the misunderstanding. Yeah, this is this is expressions of the misunderstanding that just clutter everything, and the misunderstanding of who or what we are will lend its misunderstanding to understanding. Yeah. So that understanding that could be pure gold may, may only produce lead uh, in your hands. We have it in AA. In recovery, it says a very interesting statement. Self-knowledge avails you nothing. Yeah. But knowledge of self is valuable. That's what we add to it. Self-knowledge avails us nothing. So knowledge sounds very important, very good. But knowledge claimed from self is not going to afford you any relief from self. So self-knowledge avails you nothing, yet knowledge has great value. If you switch it around, knowledge of self is incredibly valuable. You see, the most important understanding is the one who has the understandings. And this is the point that non-duality goes to that point and it negates it. It doesn't destroy it or kill it because it's just an appearance. It's an activity that gains speed and uses our juice to produce its story, yeah? So, and if it's seen as us, that juice is just going to keep going there. 
Yeah. If you try to take a two-year course of how to lose interest in self, that could be construed as interest in self. Yeah. So these are the warnings. This is the warning where he said, if the non-existent thing is taken to be the existent thing and searches for salvation as that existing thing, yeah, the spiritual practices themselves are going to be reinforcing the misunderstanding. They're not going to destroy the misunderstanding. And then you can meet the greatest understandings in the world, and that misunderstanding is going to neutralize them, the effects they could possibly have based on the first understanding, which is us. This is why we're not trying to change everything there. We're seeing where it starts, yeah? And we're not even gonna try to describe that the race could look different. You, we're just gonna move it back and look at from the new starting point. And you'll see, you'll find out how different it looks. It's much better that you find out how different it looks. So let's describe what's describable and let the indescribable be found out. The unknowable to be found out. So let's admit this, this has a severe limitation there's a piece that passes its understanding, and that piece is actually from us. We are of that piece. That's why it passes this understanding. Yeah. So let's leave the indescribable, the incomprehensible, and the unknowable alone, and let's describe the describable. Let's understand what can be understood. You can see a mechanical process. Yeah. And if you see it, from that awareness, you will see you're not the mechanical process, and you will see you're not the product of the mechanical process, and you'll see that you have been a product of the mechanical process, seemingly. It never was true, but there seemed to have been a period where you believed it was true. Yeah, And that's all based on not its power, but our power. Yeah, Our power makes it so, and our power sees it as not so. It has no reality of its own. We give it reality, yeah? So if you've been living under that imposition or that tyranny and you want to get relief from it, ask who is it that wants to get relief from it because that is actually the system that is reinforcing itself by wanting to get out of itself, yeah? So you lose interest in the need to be liberated because what needs to be liberated, you're not. Yeah. I don't want to hear about reincarnation. I don't believe there's incarnation. So why would I want to double up and get interested in reincarnations? I don't believe there's anything that's incarnated to begin with. Then there's just like a smokescreen. Yeah. Let's how many reincarnations have you had? Well, have you ever reincarnated to begin with? Let's cut it there. What? <laughs> Then, then you can have fun with reincarnations. It's fun, but usually everyone's Cleopatra or the fucking this. No one's the cobbler or the fucking shit picker up. You know what I mean? A nobody that just lived as a sheep herder. No, I don't, let's skip that. You know, I was in World War II. You know what? I got bayoneted or something. Yeah. In a way, we incarnate every moment we believe. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly, but that's only to the appearance of it. It can never happen. Mm -hmm. And that's why it can be traveled lighter through. If it had a reality, 
that was different than us, that could impose itself on us and had the, uh, the power of reality, we'd be fucked. But in fact, thank God, it never happened. Yeah. So no matter that, if you get that the last second, it's just as freeing as if you got it when you were 18 years old. Yeah. It doesn't matter when you get it. It's, it's, it's realizing there was no need to get it. And then the when will be out of the picture. Yeah. That you are it. But if there's reliance on thought, you're probably going to miss the moment of exit here. Yeah. Because you're waiting for someone to tell you something to tell you you're dead and you'll be dead and it will shut off when the body shuts off. It's not leaving the body and going to it's no, it's a it's like a voice box on the body. Pull you pull the string and it says, I'm a real girl. I used to sell those at a place called the Pink Pussycat Boutique. <laughs> I did. That's when I quit. I couldn't sell the one when they got the voice box on it. The three orifice blow-up dolls I could handle. You know, usually it was, oh, we having a bachelor party. Yeah, of one, one person, whatever. But when they came out with this thing with a doll that you pull the string and it would say, I'm a real girl, or I just quit. I had to quit. <laughs> My Catholic upbringing... Just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I hope we all reach our ends. Yeah. Paul, so it seems yeah. like we have two parasites in ourselves: the parasite of addiction, and then we get we through the twelve steps. We hopefully get the gift of relief of that, but then we meet another parasite, that's which is our brain, which is preventing us from seeing who we really are. Well, the one gives a uh, home to the other. Yeah. So like the alcoholism has to land on the idea of self-centeredness because alcoholism is an extreme version of self-centeredness, but self-centeredness isn't alcoholism. But alcoholism is an extreme version of self-centeredness. So self-centeredness, when it mutates, it can mutate into alcoholism or addiction to the point you're driven to look for relief and that relief becomes the food of the parasite. So, yeah. So the, the addiction never brings you relief to the prior addiction because you're trying to get relief as the prior to addiction. Yeah. So that one who wanted to get relief from co with cocaine becomes a cocaine user. So there's an identification as that, and it goes on and on. You can't get out of it once you're seemingly in it, eh? The original self-centeredness, though, which is the- Is the, is the home of alcoholism. Alcoholism can grow in self-centeredness. Yeah, it's sort of like a Petri dish. So alcoholism needs a certain condition to grow, and that's obsession with self, you know, very sensitive or occupied by self. And then when that's in place, it has a tendency to go over, yeah? And then it becomes an extreme version of, its, of that. And then that leads to wanting relief no matter what. So basically like how I appeared was I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now with the addiction on the self, yeah? And so basically I was just wanted to change how I was feeling every second pretty much. 
And I would use almost anything to do that. And it wasn't fun. It was like an occupation, really. And recovery from that led you to the identity of this. Well, yeah, if you go to the exact nature of wrong, you'll see it's not obviously alcohol or drugs. It's this uh, underlying condition. It's like the mental muscles over enlarged. It's gorged itself. And the attention and interest that could be enriching our day is mostly used to spend, you know, pay attention to the obsession of that. Yeah. So it's like that hungry ghost in Tibetan Buddhism. It, it has a small mouth and a huge belly. It can never get enough. Yeah. So this is what happens. So the addiction, I've never seen like cocaine. I did tons of cocaine. I never hit a point where I said, oh, thank you, cocaine. I'm totally satiated. You've done everything I've asked you to do. Bye-bye. And I'm just going to sing your praises to everyone I meet. No. It never left, never brought me there. And if it had any ability to bring someone there, I had signed up for it completely. And you would imagine it would have brought me there. It didn't bring me there at all. It was just the emptiness got more and more. And it wasn't an emptiness like in Buddhism. It was an absence of fullness, which was fucking hellish. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's how I see it. So thanks. Anyone in there, Mike? Uh, no hands right now. Anybody want to raise their hand? And listen, Mike, if hmm. if people want to have me stop reading this, ask them to send me some other quotes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. You're gonna you're gonna go with what other people choose for you to read? Yeah. No, I'll I'll decide, but I <laughs> that'll be good. Yeah. Send me send me your quotes so I can pass them on to Paul. That'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I like actually, Javi, anyway. I like I to respond it anyway. Uh, uh, and my email is on the donations tab in on the website. So it's zerable at gmail.com, but you can get it from the donations tab at the website. Somebody and be very clear, the donations don't go to... <laughs> <laughs> I, just I just pass them on anyway. You got to clear um, that little thing, that little... Uh, oh, but that... But that does remind me, Paul. Um, I think I'm not sure if Javi was quoting you. He mentioned something about the body's movements are only to help others. Was that is that right, Javi? Or you remember? Yeah, but I don't, I didn't. That's a that's like a Nizargadatta. An altruistic way of saying. No, it. I, the reason I bring it up is because um, that I had a, a, a dream of like a, a satsang where you responded to somebody. And it was along the lines of, you know, the, the dreaming is dreaming itself out of the dreaming, but it was along with something like what Javi said, where, isn't that amazing? You said, isn't it amazing how anything that happens, like to anyone, it, it's always going to be for the dreaming, dreaming itself out of the dreaming. So you don't know if it's Uncle Fred dying or if somebody relapses, but it has to be for the dreaming, dreaming itself out of the dreaming as a whole. Yes. Yeah, so it can be that. Yeah, so it's, it's nice as like a as a traveling lighter. You can kind of what the action figure never gets really that you know that it it wants to at least feel good about being altruistic, but there is something to it that this is like a relief along totally, these lines. Bro, totally, you've seen it a lot in AA meetings. Yeah. You're sitting there, you're not saying anything. Maybe you're totally up the ass of self, seemingly. <laughs> Someone comes by and says. 
at the end of the meeting, I was watching you and you seemed to be so peaceful and shit and it really inspired me. So you never know how you're being used. Your head wants to tell you, but you never know. And I truly believe everything is has value. Yeah. When the right eyes are looking at it. Yeah. My eyes see what? Win, lose, get, lose, have. Yeah. But the other eyes, you see everything that's ever come to pass has value. Yeah. What can a failed system show you? It's failed. That's incredibly valuable. Yeah. So you would think a failed system has failed me as some, but that's a value. That's success to realize that. So then it's sort of like coming to realize the horse you're riding is dead. So basically all your stories and shit, you can just get up and walk off away from the horse. That has value. Yeah. So basically I see it that way. Yes. So, but I don't like if a body hears, you know, that I'm going to, everything I'm going to do is going to be of help to others because their idea of help to others is probably a very small way of looking at it. And they're going to get so pious, they're going to blow up and do some perverted shit, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, doesn't it? Yes. Have you seen what happens? Oh, yeah. Look at what that old story we used to tell, the old joke about the 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 monk and the uh, abbot of the monastery, where the a new abbot comes in and asks the uh, one of the monks, where's the librarian? And the librarian shows up and he says to the librarian, I want you to go over all the scriptures. And the librarian said, we just did that about six months ago. He says, I don't care. I want you to do it. So the young the old guy goes down, he's working day and night. And then one day he's reading and he goes, what? He rushes up to the door and he knocks on this abbot's door and it's one in the morning and he wakes up the abbot and the guy, and he, the guy goes, the word was celebrate. <laughs> 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 and look at what that one letter mistake has produced. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, for me, there's people here because of the accent, when I would say the seeker is the sort, they thought I was saying sword. And some guy hadn't met me in eight years. He'd been listening to me, trying to ponder the koan, the seeker is the sword. And he met me and he said, what about it? I said, it's sort, sort, I'm sorry. So now I say S-O-U-G-H-T, F-L-O-O-R for floor, yeah, for sauce. S S O U R C E instead of S A U C E sauce. Yeah, they get the message through because it can be complete. It can change everything, one little letter, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. In this case, it's beautiful because what we are speaks louder than what we ever say. And uh, you can be as sloppy as hell, and a very pure, clear uh, uh, message will occur. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so. All right. Anyone else have questions? Uh, and Lynn already offered a short quote in the chat. You are the child of a barren woman, Mr. Gardetta. Oh, yeah. It's a famous one. Yes. We're all children of a barren woman. What? Yeah. That's like the unborn. Yeah. There was a great Zen master, Bankyo. His idea was the unborn. He says, just uh, what were you before you were born? Yeah. And then, yeah. So, yeah. Anyone else? Mm, oh, Stefan. Oh, no. Ram. Is that the Ram that we used to know? 
That's uh, our old friend, Ram? Yes, old friend, Ram. Maybe Hi. after a year tuning in, after a year or so. Oh, hey, Ram, how are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you and it's nice to tune in after a while. You know, you have a directness that I appreciate. Um, I'm just coming back from India where I was actually about a month at Intervenomalai and, and um, I start to cry when I think about it and I'm having a really hard time emotionally readjusting to be back in the West. And I, I am hearing what you're saying of Ramana's teachings and it resonates. And um, it just went to such a depth this time while I was sitting there, particularly in the couple of days before I physically left Arunachala, that I don't see, um, I have no idea what I'm doing here at this point. It was so, um, it exploded my heart so much that um, I'm just wondering if you can address, I'm in a very strange state since I came back. It's, these things are not, in a way we can take it lightly and oh, I'm traveling lightly and all this. And, and also sometimes the impact of a profound recognition of whatever this is, is so, I, yeah, there's no, I, I don't even, I'm at a bit of a loss for words. I don't know if you can hear what I'm saying. <sighs> Remember though, again, you know, you seem to be in a condition, but you're not of the condition. That sure to it yeah yeah and of course when you go from india to anywhere and you come back there's always there's like an exuberance that builds up and then there's you there's a coming down yeah yeah and you know your head may want to rush to a permanent decision but just see what happens things usually p play itself out we have a lady that uh is She's a Westerner. She'd been living in India, coming to the Zooms. Yeah. And then she moved back to America. And shortly being back in America, she realized she'd really want to live back in India. So she did. See, so she learned she didn't want to be here by coming back here. That's what was needed. And so it was valuable. And she's back in India. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes you get an intuition about some things and, uh, you go in that direction. Sometimes it's the head just trying to, you know, chop up the surface. And so you just see through it. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, what you are is available at all times, no matter where you are. If you feel like something helps it become obvious, far out. If after a while, it's just obvious. So, yeah. I think yeah. the, um, the, you know, the, that, that what I have found of value in speaking with you in, at times is that the, um, the pointing out clearly that it's not, um, it's not something to be attained or is ever gone, and that, but that the, the identification and the seeking is not a personal thing. It's yeah. not, we don't even have to get rid of that because it's just to recognize that's not the self. It's doing that. It's just, you gave me the the example once of like, you know, you have a, a bunch of mercury in your hand and you run your finger through it, it splits, it's going to join back together by itself. It's just the nature of the beast. So the the um, the thought that there's going to be some sort of 
permanent realization can always creep back in. I think it's it's really refreshing to hear that that's not that's not the way it works. Well, you don't. The permanent realization isn't realized. It's already there. Yes, exactly. So whether the person, whether it's perceived or not, that's. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. There's not a just the the relevance of the person is mostly held by the idea of the person. Yes. And mostly. Yes. Well, I'm trying to be nice because I'm on oh. Zoom. So, yeah. <laughs> Yes. You're trying to be nice to who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this is how it goes. But uh, if I felt like I really needed to do something and it lasted for a while, I probably would. If I could, if life lined up for it. Yeah. A lot of things, I just don't feel a need to do anything, really. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't. So like if people call me up or something and they say they really feel like they need to do something, then they should do it because they really feel like they need to do it. But if it doesn't mean everyone feels like they need to do it. If I don't feel like I need to do it, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So in, in this case, if this per feeling persists that like I just want to be sitting at Arunachala, well, then buy a fucking ticket back to India and go sit at Arunachala. Yeah, I mean, definitely have a garage sale and fucking. Uh, <laughs> well, my body can't handle India for more than a few months, so it just needs, you know, but I'll be able to manage it. So so just I mean, at the moment, I'm just in sort of sit and see mode because there's a couple of things keeping me. Why in not? State. Why not? Yeah, why not? And, uh, you know, if you have the luxury, you could stay in one place and then when it gets uncomfortable, you can move to another place and then you can. uh you know, that place, Arunchala, you know, a lot of Westerners have bought uh, yeah. those there and stuff. I don't think that they're all the year. They probably Many are. Yeah. Many friends of mine live there full time now. And I, I was just hanging out with some of them. I'm like, these are the people who I really grew with because what else do you want in this existence? You know, uh, you go, you yeah. know. And for me, it's the body, you know, in India, I can't, my body after, after three, four months, my body just needs to get out. So whatever, I'll figure it out. I'm not asking you for advice on, you know, lifestyle. It was just, I think more to touch base because I, I, I like your directness. I like you're a very real guy. And, you know, it just emotionally, I've been feeling like a fucking wreck since I left there. Oh, That's, well, good. Well, we're here, bro. Don't worry. Appreciate it. Yeah, Zen Bitchlap is a uh, member dog shit awareness. <laughs> we're on every wherever there's a curb. Well, that's early. <laughs> you speak like my friend Carl Renz. He calls it sat shit ananda. You sat uh, I like you Carl. ananda. <laughs> I don't I've never I've seen Carl. I never met him, but if you see him, tell him I said hello. I like Carl. <laughs> I, I like that he had uh I think it's amazing to be funny concerning this topic in a second language. And he, I felt he was, yeah. Oh, he's absolutely brilliant. I don't, I mean, he's, he also like, I don't know, if you listen to him, he just, he, he goes back and forth between levels so fast, your mind just drops. Um, well, that's good, yeah. Yeah, humor is good. We like humor. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, my friend, I'm happy to see you. And yeah, it's always a pleasure. You're on the okay. year. Uh, once a year comment plan. <laughs>
It's nice. Some are all, every five years they flow in here. <laughs> well, let's see. Maybe it won't be a year this time. Some, some I get Christmas. Let's see what's cards. destined. I get Christmas cards. <laughs> Greetings from anonymous. <laughs> Greetings from nobody. No return address. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Address unknown. Liberate return to sender. What? Yeah, return, return to sender. sender. Address unknown. Yeah, don't waste your time. You got the sentiment. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, nice. I'm nice to see you. I hope I see you again in a little for a while. Inshallah. Yeah. All right. Anyone else, Mike? Yeah, we got ham and cheese, Frank. I, say I want to go to coffee because the coffee's right here. We're at the house today. No, I, don't have, yeah, I don't have any story to exit the talk. Okay, right, so go. here's my thing, Paul. Um, I'm coming up on a, on a big decision I have to make, and it's for school. And I finished, I'm going into a university, so I got like this huge scenery of different things that I could go and do. And I just can't seem to put my finger on what to do. You know, it's like, okay, it's just so time. many decisions. There's so much there. Give it a little time or it doesn't really matter what you do. It'll point out if it was what you should have done or not. So it has value. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, if I was thinking it's just, just not do anything and wait. let the answer come. I think waiting is a very good strategy. Myself. The other thing is that I might already know and don't want to realize it. Yeah, maybe. You can ask that question. <laughs> Why is it I know that I don't want to know? That's helpful. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, see, the thing is, oh, the it's good to see you. And uh, I thank you very much, man, because this stuff really keeps me be able to focus and do the things that I, I want to do. Great. You know what I mean? I don't get taken out all the time. Yeah, great. Yes. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so thank you. I really appreciate that. Like some people use the talks for a, a cure to insomnia. Who, <laughs> yeah. Did I sit out on that course? No, but it's that's how it gets used. It's great. They can't sleep. As soon as they put on Paul Hedeman, they fall asleep. <laughs> I don't know how to take that, but it's it's proved valuable. So there you go. Yeah. Right well, I'm always happy to see you, bro. And yeah. Thank you're you. living large, yeah. You're living large. That's cool. Yeah, you know the Cadillac problems, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. I got the and Chevy. Not even really, not even problems. Man. I got the Chevy pickup problems. <laughs> hey, nice to see you, bro. Anyone Thank else? Harry? Anybody? I don't think so. I just saw Groundhog Day again, and then this time it's funny how I saw the the meaning of where it was. He passed through different stages where he just became convinced that nothing that he did mattered. So he like tried to kill himself and he, you know, did obnoxious things. And, and then if, when he really, really was convinced nothing mattered, then he ended up like, Hey, why not help some people? <laughs> like, why not get really good at uh, all these different things and see how they might help other people. That was, that yeah. was the last stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. <clears throat> some of our groundhog movie are like 50, 60 years. <laughs> It's only oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And he had like that 50, 60 years worth of that one day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Some of us are drawing it out. <laughs> in the book, in the book, it's 10,000 days. Oh, there's oh, a book. Oh, how cool. Days. Oh, 10,000 days. Wow. Geez, I didn't. I'm surprised they haven't made a program about that. 
Sign up for our 10,000-day 10, program. <laughs> we'll send you three years of calendars, and you take little notes how you're doing, and see if it builds up to the moment of the 10,000-day. Looks just like the 9,999-day and the 10,001-day. <laughs> Nothing changed. Wow. Fantastic. My 10,000-day program worked. Nothing changed. <laughs> yeah. You got one more hand. Trying to save time. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have an old joke uh, here about, uh, you know, let's say, look at your accounts and how much money is in your spiritual buzz budget for the year. So you're planning on doing a couple of retreats with this person, obviously in Bali, all this. I said, all right, listen, if you hear the message in on dwell in Zen Bitslap, uh, let's say you had a $15,000 spiritual budget, you spend 2000 kick down a 10% of the rest to Zen Bitslap. I just saved you $12,000. Owe me a thousand. <laughs> That's funny. So, whatever. Nice to see everybody. And you got a hand up from Andy. Yes. Andy, oh, you're, you're muted, Andy. Hey, 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 Paul, hey, everybody. Um, I was thinking, um, I was just when we were talking about the, um, the parasite and how it seems to affect everyone wow. to some degree or another. Um, there. Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah, as soon as a little bit. The It already scrambled the message. I had this experience a long time ago. I was out in the middle of the of the Amazon with a head full of ayahuasca on a, a, a several several um uh journeys, but this and it had been wild, wild, wild for for many days and this one night the jungle was completely quiet instead of a instead of a cacophony of insanity it was completely quiet and i was in this having this vision of this beautiful blue uh computer like a circuit board that went off in every direction in in into infinity and it was so divine and it's and it's um and it's and, and beauty um but in between every single pathway of the circuit was this fucking worm or the, it was like like the thing was corrupted by a it no matter and it, and it seemed like it was as as ancient as the circuit board was this force or this this presence that that was within within the thing that yeah was con was contrary to it and it, it looked like the well, circuit then, was the circuit was permanent, and the the other thing was impermanent, wanting to sell itself as permanent or wanting to be that thing. Mm. So I don't know. That's Just a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I what like do you that. We you just save us a lot of time and trouble. We don't have to go to Peru or take the ayahuasca. Yeah, <laughs> give us the imagery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that just, like a... I like the idea of the parasite because it allows you to see it as foreign. And I feel uh, if you keep calling it part of you, 
you're going to feel like it's all of you. So, uh, you know, maybe that will is the fact, but you don't arrive there by the absoluteness of the fact. You arrive there by seeing it as foreign. And then there's a peace concerning it. And so maybe it gets into the flow of what you are. It doesn't dominate the flow of what you are. But the only way it worked with me is, is I saw it as other. And at that time, when I saw it as other, the possibility of being free from it became available like instantaneously. And then it scanned my life from a certain age, like six on till 30 something at the point at the time. And it told me basically without saying anything, just the imagery and the flow of it, that there's bit, there was a, everything could be construed as self trying to get out of self. Yeah. All the movements and, uh, that was a very compact download that has made a made a huge uh, impression on this event. Yeah, and some of the stuff that came through that day now in this place of time is the last answer, which is pretty pretty damn good. Because one of the greatest answers is the last answer. When you get the last answer, there's no need for any more answers. That's awesome. So, yeah. So this is where we're speaking from, from this, uh, you know, things just downloaded and then they played out. And then you could see what you used to look from. You could see it mechanical. And the real trick was the sense of ownership that, goes over its bounds constantly. And there's a believing that you're doing a lot of this shit and it's, it's stopping us from being able to see it clearly because we don't want to see it if it's us. Yeah, we've had enough shit about us. Yeah, who wants to be the one who doesn't like the Lord of the universe? Yeah, who wants to feel like they've separated from the Godhead? Who wants to be reminded of that? The reason why you have to see the idea of separating the Godhead is to see that it never fucking happened nor ever would happen, that it's an impossibility. And so you finally get the relief by seeing what you're afraid of seeing because it's about you as not you. Not you gives a permission. You're not going to get through you. You're not going to get it through you, I don't believe. You are not going to give yourself that permission. When you see it as not you, there's a permission given to have a, almost like a fearless, thorough inventory. You can see it. And then there's some fucking clear truth comes around. Yeah. And you can tell the truth like the tree. When Jesus talked about, you'll know the tree by its fruit. Yeah. If something triggers a relief and that relief feeds and and maintains itself, you're on to something, yeah? So it's a disarming posture that stays disarming. You never, it's, there's never a call to arms for the final conquest or the final transcendence. None of that I have seen. It's just a chilled outness, yeah? And uh, the fucking struggle is over, yeah? There's enough struggle living as a, an archaic body <laughs> at times. Yeah, to, to, to add on to it and, you know, having to live up to being a chariot of the gods or the, the transcendental vehicle, it's just way too much. Yeah. So this is sort of, I'm looking forward to a coffee in about five minutes. That's my goal for the day.
Yeah, I can see it right here. Yeah. I don't have to envision an image. I see the espresso maker. It's only like 18 feet from me. I would say a little bit north, south. <laughs> My goal isn't, it's close, so yeah. What are you gonna have in your coffee? We decided uh, yet? <laughs> okay. yeah. Gluten-free biscotti made by a person that's sitting in this room right now, Mia. I'm almost at now the room, the Zoom room. Oh. I'm at. I only have three left, but I'm gonna have. Uh, and I'm not giving the other two away. I'm having. <laughs> but my body doesn't get that. Oh, I'm gonna serve everybody. Not. Not oh, not Joshua Tree coffee and not gluten free biscotis. I'm not serving that to anybody. You know, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, cutting the yeah the loaf. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. So, anyone else? We're gonna take off. I think. Let's no. Say goodbye, eh? Michael. Where are you? Yeah, come to. Oh, yes, she is. She heard it. She heard espresso. Yeah. <laughs> Descendants, <laughs> love, nothing. Coffee. Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> Andy, nice to see you, Andy. Thanks for that imagery. Yeah. Mike, always a pleasure. Thank you for the service, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thank you. We're gonna. We're coming around to when we're gonna go. We're going to Sicily in October for the I second September. No, it's going to be the first week of October. Oh, well. Moving to a bigger, a nicer hotel, hmm. very cool on the east, the east coast of Sicily. So awesome. as of now, it's going to be October first, I think. Okay. And soon, the second to the ninth, and soon we'll have some pictures up on the website. Yeah, it's going to be similar price as last year, but a much bigger upgrade, really. Yeah, pretty sweet. Hmm. So, um, yep, and then. All the other talks are on Zoom, uh, password, no password, under event page. So, yeah, Mike, so anyone, yeah, it's going to be fun. I hope Carrie and other people can come back to it. We got Chris. Nice to see Chris. Yes. Carrie, as always. Uh, Jackie C. Nice to see you, Jackie. Me too. Uh, we got, I don't know who that is. I'm going to go to iPhone. I think he's driving. He's got a safety belt on. Hopefully, Matthew. Matthew F. Oh, Matthew. Oh, Matthew. Take. He hey, was All right. Yeah, I have to get this San Quentin. Oh, yeah. Quentin. yeah. <laughs> he's got a, he only has an hour pass. He's got to go back to his cell. <laughs> okay. Paul, try to get that hotel in. We're going to be witnesses for your probation. Your probation. <laughs> We're going to get you out of there, brother. We are. I Don't needed you to sign my pay, my pass to get me yeah, out. Yeah, you pass, right. Yeah. <laughs> we got Emerson from Long Beach. Nice to see you, Emerson. Yes, yes. We got Javi. Javi, you're going to be in uh, Sicily in October. I hope so. I hope so. Start saving some cash and get your ass over there. Yes, I need to you. slap you physically. I mean, I got to. <laughs> Got to be a physical <laughs> slap. I yeah. Sure. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Anu, as always, nice to see you, honey. Tariq, pleasure. Got Jed, yeah, Mia's there. 
We got Tom. Tom is in New Mexico right now. Johannes, I think, is in Germany still. Sherry, San Diego. Chris, I know he's in Boston area, Massachusetts. Gene T. Yeah, nice to see you, Gene. We got ham and cheese, Tucson. Yeah. Esteban. Yeah. He's on call. Get ready, Esteban. Yeah. I've received a couple of threats lately. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. We got Mike C. <laughs> Mike. False evidence. Yeah. False evidence. Appearing real. Yeah. Irene M. <laughs> oh, Irene, we met you last week. Nice to see you. Uh, we got uh, Mia. Mia's in San Diego, I guess, or still just driving. She just keeps driving <laughs> around the country. Never stops at any place. <laughs> She's a true wanderer. A wanderer in a Mini Cooper. Mini hmm. Cooper. We got Roman. So Roman, I hope Roman's going to be there in, uh, in, in Barbara and Sicily. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, uh, there we go. I had the pleasure of meeting. I can't get the whole name. I don't know how to get that out, but I'm waving at you. You're sitting there. You're right next to Roman on the Zoom. Marty, Zoe. So those Zoom, the Wi-Fi was good today, eh? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Oliver. Oh, we got Angie. Angie hasn't, uh, you haven't forgotten us, Angie. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. I'm happy to know that. We got Steve in San Diego. Sally, Sally Underwood has, uh, she's changed lanes and come over to the non-duality one. Mike C, Lynn D, Rich A, Susan K, my latte lady. Uh, thank you. Thanks everybody for today. Yeah. If I missed you, oh, Vlad, 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 Vlad. Yes. We're going to go with Sicily, Vlad. Not Portugal. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would come. Yes, yeah, inshallah. Yeah, it's going to be very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. How it's much happy. do we need to save for that? I don't know. We'll have that up in uh, this week. We'll have it up. They're finalizing. Amelia is running it from this end. She did a great job last year, and uh, she'll do a great job this year. So. Oh, uh, we got Shannon. I missed all these people. Shannon C. Nice to see you. Alan, one of my benefactors. Nice to see you, Alan. Hey, we got Zoe. Uh, let's see who else. I think that's about it. Well, thank you. And yeah, send any quotations. <laughs> it makes it easier for me because in the beginning of the Zoom, because you can just riff on on the ideas yeah yeah all right thanks see you bye